Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. It's so great to have you here with us on today's program. We've got a lot to discuss on the show today as November has arrived. It is November 1st, 2022. Duke football gets set for a Friday night contest against Boston College. Tomorrow night, the Duke men's basketball team competes in their exhibition game against Fayetteville State. And then six days from now, we will see the first regular season game of the John Shire era for Duke men's basketball. We're going to discuss a lot of that coming up on today's edition of the program. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you get them. Always available on all the major podcast platforms. If you're listening on the Apple Podcast platform in particular, would absolutely love a five-star rating and written review. Those written reviews do so much for the algorithms. If you're watching on YouTube, that's our big push. Here as we jump into another basketball season, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Trying to get to 1,000 subscribers by the end of 2022. It could be a difficult feat to pull off, but I believe in the Duke family, Duke Nation, to get it done. So make sure you help us out by supporting us there on YouTube. On today's show, I am so fired up because I get to now welcome in my really good pal, Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast, talking all things Duke athletics and Duke football. And uh, Josh, all of a sudden we look at the calendar and here's November. Yeah, here's November. And Duke is playing in meaningful football games. And so uh, if you would have said that back in August to any Duke fan, that we're going to be playing uh, November football and it's going to matter, I think every single one of us would have signed up for it. And, man, this program has really done it. And here we sit 5-3 and three, heading into Friday night uh, with, a, with an opportunity to go bowling. Yeah, it's that's it. It's a, it's a five and three Duke football team, a Boston College team that hasn't been too great so far this season. Uh, Boston College has a two and six record on the year, so a lot is up for grabs for the Duke squad because not only do you have the opportunity to become bowl eligible, you become bowl eligible with more games left to be played. Right, like this isn't some all or nothing. Uh, you know, it means that's two things. One, if you don't get the job done, you still got a couple of games left to become bowl eligible. But secondly, let's be positive. Okay, Duke beats Boston College. Then what are the expectations for this squad? Because all of a sudden you look at the schedule and it's like, wait, we do have more games out there. We can compete for better bowl games and make a better statement about Duke football here in year one of the Mike Elko era. So amazing things are happening right now. Yeah, I believe being able to get to uh, to six wins, nine games into the season, um, you know, would set us would set Duke up, you know, big time because you have a very winnable game the following week at home against Virginia Tech, um, and then you, I believe you know those last two games. I mean, uh, both Pittsburgh uh, and Wake Forest both took losses uh, this past weekend, uh, and Wake Forest it really for the first time this season looked really really bad um, in that loss, and so you know those two games that you know heading into the season, I think all logical Duke football fans would have said those are two guaranteed losses. Those are no longer two guaranteed losses, and so, I you know I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to you know speak crazy things into existence per se, uh, but every single one of these last four games, I believe Duke will be in them, 
uh, and Duke will be fighting, you know, late in the second half. Um, if, if, if not winning the games, they're going to be fighting in the fourth quarter for the game. Which ultimately is what we're asking for. Like have a team that's fighting because that's something we haven't seen over the last few years uh, for a variety of different reasons. There's so much new energy with this new coaching staff in place and have really been a big fan of what uh, Mike Elko has been able to do here in year one. For Duke football, Josh, they did not play this past weekend. We finally got to the point in the schedule where Duke was able to have a bye week, no competition, and I know Coach Elko is already back into that game day routine. He's already sending out messaging. He's already having his weekly interviews and press conferences, and it really does seem like the team came back into work this week, uh, re-energized and, and ready to rock and roll that the bye week not only did uh, the coaching staff some good, but I think the players are probably a little bit fresher as well. Uh, yeah, it looked like uh, from what we were told, the players had, you know, half a Thursday off, all of Friday, all of Saturday off. We're able, you know, some of the guys were able to get out of town, maybe go see family uh, or whatnot. I will say the only thing that's a little unique about this bye week is that we do play Friday nights and a Saturday. And so this upcoming week is kind of a day early. And so I believe they came back Sunday, um, you know, ready, like game week uh, ready when typically they have Sunday off and Monday is their game week ready. And so there was a little bit of a nuance there. Uh, but yeah, I believe, uh, you know, Coach Elko mentioned the coaching staff was able to uh, get around in state or regionally uh, to see some high schools um, and touch base with, on, on the recruiting trail, which is really good. Um, you know, and then they took, I believe, Saturday off, he said, all the coaching staff as well. And so, yeah, it's always good. I mean, these guys, if you think about it, They've been their schedule has been very dictated since the first of August when fall camp started. Yeah, uh, they've gone straight through and, and you know, not getting your bye week until after week eight. Um, you know, that's a long time, and so these guys had a much needed break. And you know, what we what we hope is that they are energized and come back more focused even than they were before they left. Um, and so you know, we'll see, I guess we'll see on Friday night. Well-deserved break indeed, and again, a Friday night game for Duke football as they get set to take on Boston College. So exciting things are ahead uh, for the Duke football team. Again, Boston College, the next opponent. We'll talk a little bit more about that game specifically after our first time out here on today's show. Lockdown Blue Devils here today brought to you by our friends over at Nissan. This week's thrilling moment is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers and vehicles as capable as the driver themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field and court for this week's thrilling moment, let me give some love to Zion Williamson. How much fun was he back in 2019 and 20 playing for the Duke men's basketball squad, now back healthy playing in the NBA? That guy is the definition of of thrilling. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today, available now at NissanUSA.com. Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, I'm JJ Jackson alongside my buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. Give us a plug for the Section 17 podcast, Josh. What would you like to share this week? 
Yeah, so uh, last week on our bye week, we released two episodes. Uh, one of them was a Miami reaction. Don't forget. I know it's been a couple of weeks, but that was a huge <laughs> win. And we also talked to Memorable Factor, who is a freshman linebacker on this Duke team. Uh, is from England, has a massive YouTube following of over 78,000 people. Um, has never really played true organized football. And so you, if you are interested in that, it was really, really cool interview. And then we sat down with the captain, Dwayne Carter, later on in the week um, and then uh, listened as he, you know, just kind of gave us that that insider uh, look at the program uh, thus far in the season. And then we took did a mailbag uh, portion to finish that out. So then this week, it's all about BC. Uh, we talked about uh, this game coming up Friday night, answered a bunch of listener questions. Uh, that one just released uh, earlier this week, and so you can check that out as well. But, yeah, we got, we're rocking and rolling. Uh, and find out everything you need from us at DukeFootballTalk.com, including our shop. And so we're selling selling merch. So uh, we're excited about that as well. Get your merch, man. That is, that is so exciting. Awesome things happening there uh, with Duke Football Talk. All right, so let's talk about this Boston College game coming up on Friday. Again, 5-3 and three Duke versus 2-6 and six Boston College. A Friday night game on the road. You'll be able to watch the game on ESPN2 for this one. And uh, it, it's a game that, that Duke should feel pretty good about going into this contest, Josh. What stands out to you about this matchup? Well, one major thing stands out to me is that we are, uh, you know, in some areas, some some sites are having us at ten point favorites um, on this game, and you know, it's a testimony to to what's gone on so far this season on both ends, really, Boston College's end as well as our end. Um, but you know, how will these players handle the success? You know, that that's that's a big question. Um, you know, there's that there's that edge uh, that that. Uh, you know, when someone doesn't believe in you and when Vegas has you, you know, <clears throat> uh, dogs at Miami, you know, by nine and a half points, that's got to play into their minds a little bit. So now I'm, uh, that's going to be interesting to see. Um, I do think that if Duke will stick, you know, to what has got them here thus far uh, in this season, which is playing good defense um, and then running the football. Um, if we will concentrate on those two things and we can dig deeper into that if you'd like, but <clears throat> if we can concentrate on those two things, um, there's absolutely no reason why we should not come away uh, from Chestnut Hill Friday night with a win. No reason at all. Yeah, let's talk about running the football because you you know you catch people up to speed on this season so far, and it's a completely different storyline from last year's squad. Not only because hey, that team wasn't winning very much, but that team last year featured Mateo Durant, who goes on to set the single season Duke rushing record. A very different story for Duke so far this year, and when we say rushing the football the quarterback is involved in Riley Leonard and then also this season it's been a variety of different running backs as well it, it has and, and and minus Jalen Coleman for the last you know three uh three to four weeks and so um it really has been a running back by committee we said that at the beginning of the season um it does make, make you scratch your head a little bit um with with last year's team because you know uh Jordan Waters and Jalen Coleman were both, you know, on the squad last year. And so it makes you wonder if maybe we could have spread the ball around a little bit more <clears throat> in the previous season, but hey, who cares at this point? Um, but yeah, the rushing attack has been awesome. And we are, uh, the last time I checked, we were either first or second in the league in rushing the football. And so that's going to be big. Now I will say this uh, to give credit to Boston College. Uh, they are holding opponents under 100 yards rushing. I believe they're under like 70, even like they're really holding opponents down. Uh, rushing the football, so I think that's a matchup, you know, that we could we could look at is that Duke offensive line. Uh, can they open up holes for the running back for the running game? 
um, because I believe Duke's offense, you know, thrives mostly when they run the football and then Riley is able to to kind of play off of that uh, in the passing game. And so I think that's going to be a key matchup to watch Friday night. Defensively for the Stoop team, what stands out to you for, for this matchup in particular? Well, you got Zay Flowers, right, on Boston College. I mean, just a, an all-ACC talent, um, you know, will, will more than likely be playing – you know, in the NFL, um, and he's really, really good, but he seems to be like legitimately, you know, the only true weapon um, on that side of the football. And so I, I guess the challenge for Duke this uh, this week, uh, this weekend would be to me to get to the quarterback, no matter who the quarterback is, right? Uh, so we're not 100% sure on that. Coach Elko believes uh, that BC starting quarterback, Phil Yorkovic, uh, however you say his last name, um, will be uh, in action, but we'll see. Uh, but then I believe it's to get to the quarterback, but but with your front four or with your front six, because that secondary is going to have to make sure that Zay Flowers doesn't take the lid off of it. And uh, and so I believe that's going to be important for Duke to be able to get pressure on the quarterback or, you know, rush, the, get him his timing off while also being able to stay over the top of Zay Flowers. And so that's going to be the challenge. But, hey, listen, let's be real. This Boston College offense – uh, could not move the ball and could not score against UConn. And I'm not being critical of UConn. They win some football games. But at the end of the day, we we understand that if we go out and take care of business and Boston College continues to play the way they have been playing, um, you know, I think we're going to be okay. But that's going to be the that's going to be the game right there within the game is can we hold Zay Flowers if he goes berserk and goes crazy? I mean, look, this team could score at will, but they're just not doing it right now. Duke football is three and five all time against Boston College, and uh, as we mentioned on yesterday's show, haven't defeated BC since 2015. A game in which Duke won by a score of nine to seven, thanks to uh, three Ross Martin field goals. It's man. always fun when your kicker does all the work for you, and you're able to pick up a win, man. Yeah, Miss Ross Martin, that's for sure. Speaking <laughs> of the kicking game, uh, Coach Elko mentioned Monday in his presser. Uh, that Charlie Ham will also will be uh, missing again uh, this coming weekend. Uh, not performance based; uh, it's a personal uh, issue. So we don't we have no idea, you know, what right. that means. Uh, but that does mean that freshman uh, Todd Polino will be handling the kicking duties again, and he did uh, fine for us at Miami. But once that'll be an inexperienced spot, and so I could see that changing the game a little bit. I believe we might, you know, if we're third and long, um, <clears throat> you know, on our side of the field, uh, heading into score. Yeah, how does um, that impact things? And yeah, yeah, I think we could we could definitely be more of a four down uh, team uh, than we even have been in the past. And we've been we've been a lot a four down team quite a bit this year. But I believe, you know, I, I don't think they're going to put Polino in a situation where he's got to kick the ball more than you know thirty eight forty yards uh, for a field goal. So that could change a little bit of the strategy heading into the the game. It's going to be fun. Duke at Boston College. Duke five and three. Boston College two and six. One win, and Duke is going to be bowl eligibility. Uh, it is a Friday night game. There are reasons to worry uh, about this matchup in particular. But Josh, I've just got a good feeling, man. I think I think Duke football is going to be able to get the job done on Friday night. Yeah, you know, I picked them. I actually picked Duke. I believe I said thirty-one to fourteen or something like that. I believe it's going to be a, a significant win. Now, you know, we got the news uh, earlier this week that Eli Pancol, um is out for the season. Um, <clears throat> so there's some struggles there. You know, we're going to have to see. I believe you're going to see Samir Higgins step right into that, that role. Yeah. You know, you know, that's my guy. That's my guy. Uh, I believe we're going to see Samir Higgins. I, I think another thing to look out for 
um, in this uh, in this game is I think it's time for a Jordan Moore breakout game. You know, Jordan Moore's been good all season, made some really phenomenal catches, but um, but he, he's not really been able to get loose yet. And I think this could be a game where Jordan Moore gets loose. And so, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, plus, with Duke having that bye week, maybe the even more creativity possibly. Yeah. On the offensive side of the ball to be able to get him to maybe they're, they're maybe they're able to add in some things. You know, uh, having those couple of days of extra practice that can be that we'll see on Friday night. Who knows? So Duke football again, Boston College Friday night, seven p.m. Eastern on ESPN two should be a whole lot of fun. Uh, we've got to take one more time out here on the program, and we'll be back to wrap up today's show right after this. Today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by our friends over at Sweatlock. We absolutely love this product. One of the more recent customer reviews was about Mike, who was in a Vegas resort concierge sweating through his suit coat on the job in less than an hour. Well, that's not anymore a problem thanks to Sweatblock. Sweatblock is a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag. Whether it's a big presentation or a hot date, everyone can absolutely benefit from Sweatblock. Sweatblock gives you the confidence to wear what you want without that embarrassing underarm sweat as it was created by a doctor. It's doctor-created and doctor-recommended. If you or someone you love is experiencing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com, also available on Amazon. Found a few moments here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. I'm JJ Jackson alongside my buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 Podcast. All right, Josh, it's uh, it's November. That means basketball season is here. We've got an exhibition game coming up tomorrow. Uh, Monday, we've got the first game of the season against Jacksonville. Uh, I think everyone is incredibly excited about this year's squad to finally get them in action. I think everyone wants to know uh, what the health status is for both Dariq Whitehead and Derek Lively II. But nonetheless, man, we're finally in the month in which Duke basketball will be played. Yeah, it's time. It's the John Shire, John Shire era, and uh, and so we've been anticipating this obviously for over twelve months now, and uh, it's coming to fruition. And so it's going to be very interesting to see this team uh, how they're going to gel, um, and then understanding that they've not even been able to practice together. You know, Whitehead's been out for several weeks, uh, lively here the last couple of weeks, and so this team is going to take, I believe, a little bit to gel, um, and that's going to be okay. It's going to be fine, uh, but I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be interesting to see the lineups uh, that Coach Shire puts out there, the way he combines certain players and their skill sets with other players. And then who knows? Those wild cards. Are there anybody that that you know might step up, you know, big time, uh, and just demand playing time that maybe we thought was going to be a role player and they might turn out to be a star? And so, um, really, really think it's going to be an interesting uh, first couple of months of the season. I don't think we're going to be in one of those years where we start the season off, you know, 13, 14 and 0 uh, before we hit any kind of a, I think, I think we're going to take some, some bumps um, and that's okay. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to it. Cameron is it's going to be great. You know, I, last year, I know everybody was back last year for games, but it just didn't feel right. Yeah. Still kind of getting over COVID. And so I believe this year is going to be, you know, vintage, hopefully Cameron students, fans alike and just being able to be there and, and root on the blue devils. 
the year is here. We're getting set for Duke basketball this season. And uh, each and every year before the year gets going, the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame puts out their preseason award watch lists. They've got five awards. They break it down by various positions named after the greats. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jerry West, Bob Cousy, Julius Irving, and Carl Malone. Derek Lively II was one of 20 players named to the preseason Kareem Abdul-Jabbar award watch list. Tyrese Proctor was on the Jerry West list. Jeremy Roach was on the Bob Cousy award list. Derek Whitehead was on the Dr. J preseason award watch list. And Kyle Filipowski on the Carl Malone award preseason watch list. Again, 20 players for each of those awards were listed as guys to be on the lookout for to watch. This put together by the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. And Duke was the only school in the country that had a player named to all five awards that they put out there. I mean, we talk a lot about recruiting rankings and just the overall talent of these players. But, uh, you know, looking at, at things to help further our case, further our evidence that, one, John Chired's an amazing recruiter, and, uh, two, that these guys can really play. There you have it right there, Josh, with the, the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame recognizing some Duke guys already. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. And, and then you mentioned John Shire's recruiting. I think also it's it's the John Shire philosophy of recruiting that he's not just recruiting the best players, but he is trying to recruit a fit for Duke. And he's trying to, you know, get that lineup the way he wants it, you know. And I think that's interesting, number one. And I think number two on that uh, Carl Malone, uh, Kyle Filipowski list is I believe you could potentially see a Mark Mitchell, you know, yeah. uh, by the time the season's rolling uh, halfway through, you could see Mark Mitchell uh, moving up in, in, in that talk as well. And so uh, we have talent, JJ, there's no question. <laughs> we have talent. Uh, it's just going to be this talent so young, Jeremy Roach and Jalen Blicks are the only, you know, returning Duke players certainly it's been good to, to add the grad transfers in we've seen the leadership of grandison ryan smith others you know we we, we ryan young sorry ryan young right yeah, ryan, ryan smith yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. on the football team my bad um but uh but we've seen that those guys already you know step into some leadership roles but it's going to be very interesting uh we but we're definitely going to have the talent the talent is there yeah, I can't wait to see it all play out. And uh, again, just another way to to prove how these how talented this Duke squad is. Last year, uh, we saw Wendell Moore Jr. win that Dr. J Award. Uh, R.J. Barrett won the Bob Cousy Award in 2019. Zion Williamson won that Carl Malone Award back in 2019 as well. So Duke has had some pretty good players uh, over the years. That's for damn sure. We knew that much. Uh, and so that's why I'm so fired up to see what this upcoming season of basketball looks like for Duke. Next time we talk, Josh, we'll have results uh, for Duke men's basketball and Duke football. A uh, pretty amazing situation that we found ourselves in, man. Yeah, what a great time to be a Duke fan. And I want to encourage you, you know, if you're a true Duke fan, keep your eyes on the basketball program. Keep your eyes on the football program. Um, and so, you know, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Virginia Tech game, there's a Friday night home uh, basketball game, and then there's a Saturday 12 noon Virginia Tech football game. And so if you're a Duke basketball fan or a Duke football fan, what a great weekend to come try to take in both sports in, in two days. Check it all out. That's for sure. Josh, thank you so much for the time as always. Always appreciate you stopping by the program. JJ, have a great day, man. That's my buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast joining us here on today's show. So much fun 
to chat with him each and every week here on Lockdown Blue Devils. Do make sure you check out that Section 17 podcast. They do amazing work and want to support everything that they've got going on there with their program. We'll be back on tomorrow's episode when we chat once again with our buddy Jason Jordan, the Director of College Basketball Recruiting for Sports Illustrated. A lot of headlines to discuss with Duke men's basketball always in the recruiting world, and we'll do that coming up on tomorrow's show. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast on uh, both YouTube and whatever podcast platform that you listen to. Trying to get to 1,000 subscribers there on YouTube by the end of 2022. Let's absolutely make that happen. Follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go do. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.